2: Welcome back to America's Most Widely Syndicated Radio Travel Show. I'm Rudy Maxson. If you're a first-time listener, I should tell you I'm a contributing editor with National Geographic Traveler magazine. Maybe you've seen my shows on the world's great great destinations on public television. If you haven't, you will someday, if only by mistake. I've got 91 episodes, for goodness sake. Hey, it's summer solstice this weekend. (laughs)
1: Love that song. Easy.
2: Love that song. And if you are a first-time listener, I said, every weekend on this station, at this time, we take a look at travel from a variety of different perspectives. For example, this hour we're going to meet a flight attendant who was aboard that U.S. Airways flight that Captain Sully Sullenberger so gently set down on the Hudson River five years ago. She's on Sunday's National Geographic Channel show called Miracle Landing on the Hudson. It airs this weekend, 9 Eastern. We'll get an update on one of the most unique attractions in Las Vegas. That's the Neon Museum, where you can see many of the big old signs you've seen in movies and, or older movies and old newsreels. I'll also tell you how many military families or how military families can enjoy free entry to more than 2,000 museums in America this summer. And we'll learn how to avoid making rookie mistakes during an outdoor vacation with a pro. But first, I just want to say a few words about travel delays. This week, I experienced a departure delay out of Washington's Reagan National Airport for a little more than two hours. The problem was that Minneapolis-St. Paul's airport, to where my destination, had been shut down due to thunderstorms, so there was a hold put on flights coming into Minneapolis-St. Paul all over the country. And while, we, while waiting for takeoff, I read Scott McCartney's Thursday column in the Wall Street Journal. Now, regular listeners will know that Scott joins me from time to time on the show. And while he normally writes about commercial aviation, Thursday's column was on the horrendous delays that are plaguing long-distance Amtrak routes. Not so much that East Coast, Boston, New York, Washington route, but, you know, the Empire Builder going across the United States, et cetera. Well, apparently track maintenance and freight trains are causing Amtrak's on-time record to plummet. Shortly thereafter, right after I read the piece, actually that evening, that evening, a friend of mine called from Chicago saying she was waiting to take a train to Minneapolis. That would be the cross-country Empire Builder. But the two o'clock departure had been pushed back. She was told the train would be coming in half an hour late. Two hours later, local Amtrak folks told her the train was in the station, but the sleeper cars were being refreshed, and she'd be the first to know when the train was ready to board. Three hours later, Amtrak confessed to her they had no idea when the train would arrive. It wasn't in the station. They didn't know where it was, they said. they had, Let me repeat that. Amtrak told her, we have no idea where the train is. She went up catching a local train to nearby Milwaukee, she spent the night there, then rented a car to drive to Minneapolis. Uh, I called Scott to tell him about that, and he just sighed. Now, I had two thoughts on this. First, maybe the Department of Transportation ought to put Amtrak under the same rules it's placed on airlines that are required to keep delayed passengers up to date with accurate information at all times. Then I thought, surely an engineer in that train had a cell phone and could call dispatchers to let him know, let them know where the train was and what was going on. Now, I'm sure Amtrak did know where the train was, but why they couldn't give my friend an accurate ETA, or at least tell her where it was. Is it five miles out of Chicago? Is it 100 miles out of Chicago? By the way, she had hoped to begin her train uh, trip west from D.C., but Amtrak had sent her so many emails saying she should expect delays between D.C. and Chicago. They basically told her she thought not to count on anything, so she canceled that part of her her, her uh, train trip and flew out. There are a large number of people in the country who want to take a train sometimes, besides those between Boston, New York, and D.C. But I got to say, you know, until Congress starts taking trains seriously, we are stuck with a train system that is literally the laughingstock of the world. All right, what's new this week in travel news? Well, if you're headed to France this week, be advised that French air controllers are threatening to walk off the job on Tuesday. They say they're not going to come back till Sunday. Some airlines are already allowing you to change your travel dates without penalties. So if you have a a, a trip to France planned, check with your airline, see what the reality is. Uh, This walk-off will greatly affect intra-European flights and some long-haul flights as well out of the United States. United Airlines lost a Guy's Golf Clubs when he flew from Dublin to Newark this week. It wasn't just any guy. It wasn't just any guy's golf clubs. Those clubs belonged to Rory McIlroy, the former world number one golfer who was on his way to compete in the Irish Open. When a day went by and United couldn't find his clubs, he took to Twitter with this message, quote, Hey, United landed in Dublin yesterday morning from Newark and still no golf clubs. Still need them, this, sort of need them this week. Can someone help, unquote. It worked. United apologized and said it had failed to load his clubs on the flight, McElroy accepted the apology with another Twitter posting, quote, reunited with my clubs, unquote. Proof we've talked about this in the show before, proof that Twitter gets noticed by big companies. And this one was particularly embarrassing for United, obviously. Get ready to pay considerably more in airport security fees if Congress gets its way. Last December, Congress agreed to raise TSA fees as part of a budget deal. Well, how much will they be raised? From two dollars and fifty cents each way for a nonstop flight, five dollars for a flight requiring a connection. That's going to go up to $5.60. So from 250 to 560. Now TSA is suggesting a separate $5.60 fee for each leg of a domestic flight in which the connection time is more than 4 hours, or between domestic flights in Alaska and Hawaii and international destinations lay out over time for more than 12 hours. So that might mean what? 560, that's 10, 12, you know, about $25 just in security fees alone. Well, the travel industry charged into battle this week, pointing out that the sharp increase would raise money that wouldn't necessarily go towards security, but is just used to help the balance uh, balance the budget, generally speaking. The new fees are supposed to kick in in July. We'll see if instead of paying 5 bucks for a round trip, you'll start paying 11 20 or much more if you change planes or have a long layover. We shall see. What else we got in news? Well, you can play pachinko to your heart's content in Japan. But this week, Japan lawmakers began debating a bill that would permit casino resorts in that country. Japan says, or at least the proponents of the casino industry in Japan, say that the country's losing visitors who like to go to Malaysia or Macau or Singapore to play the tables. Opponents say casinos are a gateway drug to addiction, money laundering, and organized crime. Yeah, and a lot of time wasting as well, I can tell you that. Canada is more ready than most countries to officially receive aliens. At the request of officials with the Raylan movement, that's the world's largest UFO religion, the Canadian foreign minister recently appointed his deputy david green as quote intergalactic ambassador ready to receive any and all visitors from the vast beyond Raelians believe among several interesting things that there's an advanced race of extraterrestrials that created life on earth as we know it i take this to mean if david green is asked to take space aliens to his leader it'll be to meet the canada's it'll be to meet canada's prime minister not better known humans such as no, you know, I don't know, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, whatever. Anyway, stick around. We've got lots of interesting guests coming up, as promised at the top of this uh, particular segment. And we will, uh, we will uh, invite you. By the way, if you call our 800 number and get a voicemail, leave a message. If you have a comment about the show or if you have a question. If it's a question I think is of interest to the general listening uh, audience, we'll answer it or I might try to answer it. Listen, I'm not a travel agent. Don't ask me to plan a trip or what the, you know, to try and a routing through Europe. But um, give a ring, 800-387-8025 is that phone number. We'll be back right after this break.
0: Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at
2: 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code Go 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 for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com rewards to get instant vacation gratification. Or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com.
3: Welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? What are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. How much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? It's got to be like, what, a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan starts at $40 a month. But but what about... Pick the phone you want on the plan you want. Unlimited talk, text, and data starting at only $40 a month. And right now, you can get a free phone Or $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G, 4G high speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Free phone or $100 discount valid until 6 30 14 and participating dealers in select markets with new monthly activations porting from non Sprint related carriers with purchase of a new device. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of Boost Phone. Additional restrictions apply. See in store materials for details. At
4: last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium-level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him, too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle.
5: May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief.
0: telephone number to call the program is 800 387 8025 That's 1-800-387-8025 or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com Here again is Rudy Maxa.
2: It's 18 minutes after the hour and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz who have introduced Orbitz Rewards when you buy tickets and Packages, etc. on Orbits, you'll get points that you can apply toward a hotel stay, and you can cash them in instantly. Those points or those dollars, I should say, they call them War Bucks. Uh, the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel awards? Well, earning more instant travel awards. So now, when you join Orbits Rewards, use the promo code Go Go Go, and you'll get an extra fifteen percent off eligible hotels. Those are instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. You can sign up at Orbits.com/rewards. To get instant vacation gratification, orbitscom slash rewards, or go to rudymax.com and look under sponsors. Few people in America will forget that day five years ago. The footage was incredible. The rescue was incredible. But it was mainly the landing when Captain Sully Sullenberger, uh, his, 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 his uh, U.S. Airways uh, flight uh, plane, suffering from uh, bird strikes, lost all power. And he had to set it down on the Hudson River. Which he did. I think that would be the right word, setting it down. Doreen Welsh was aboard that plane today, Flight 1549. She's a flight attendant. Uh, uh, Doreen, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Now, I I have not seen uh, Sunday night's National Geographic Channel show called Miracle Landing on the Hudson. That uh, airs, by the way, Sunday night at 9 p.m., June 22nd. Um, Are you the star of it? Are you interviewed in it?
5: No, I would say um, it's a lot about the passengers. The only two crew members are myself and Jeff Skiles, first officer, being interviewed during.
2: Okay, so but you I, were on that flight. I do How have many to correct years? you on
5: the setting it down because it was not quite a set down; it was a crash.
2: <laughs> it was a that's <laughs> true, was a crash. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. It wasn't rough. All right, let's let's go back just a little before that moment. Um, tell me about you. Where are you from? How long had you worked uh, for U.S. Airways, et cetera?
5: I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I yeah. worked for U.S. Airways for 38 years.
2: Wow. Are you still working for them?
5: No, that was my last flight.
2: <laughs> I retired. Of...
5: They gave us, oh, yeah, they gave us a lot of time off after we weren't allowed to come back. So I had a lot of time to think about if I wanted to go back or what I wanted to do. And I did a lot of charity events afterwards, and someone got in touch with me about speaking. So I started a uh, speaking career. I've been speaking for four years now.
2: Great. Well, thirty-eight years certainly was a commitment to your profession. You know, I mean, it's not like you uh, slouched into the sunset uh, without giving it a full shot.
5: Right. I, I I thought about it, and I thought, well, I could never do that again. That was, uh, you know, my swan song.
2: So. Well, did you sort of feel like you had sort of you had used up all your luck on that one?
5: Pretty much. Pretty much, and I I guess I thought because we trained so hard. Besides our initial training, you go back every year, but you never think anything's really going to happen. And I think once I realized that it is possible for something to happen, although I still fly all the time as a passenger. Now I have to for my speaking. I travel all around the country, but it's a different feeling.
2: Had you ever had any emergencies that, for example, required you and passengers to go down the chutes in your previous 38 years before this incident?
5: No, I've been through a lot of things, but I've never been down the chutes.
2: I've been down a I've been down a chute, and I haven't been working you have, Yeah, you've been yeah,
5: down a yeah, yeah. No, I've, ne- I've never had to evacuate um, down a chute.
2: Mm, okay. Well, it's quite a slide. Um, all right. So 38 years. This is a fairly routine flight. Where was the flight coming from? I don't remember.
5: It was going from LaGuardia to Charlotte. It took off from LaGuardia, and that's where the birds went into the engines.
2: Oh, I see. It was right after it took off. I didn't remember that. I thought it was coming in for a landing in New York. No. He no, was just it was trying right to after make takeoff. It, right after takeoff, and then he was trying to make it back to an airport, obviously, because of uh, the engine difficulty.
5: When exactly. Did you... I think it was two minutes after takeoff, and all the birds came in the engines. We were only 10,000 feet, and wow, felt like we
2: and... hit something in midair. Well, we didn't. Birds. <laughs> when did you realize something was wrong?
5: Well, I knew something was wrong as soon as it felt like we hit something, and then it was this loud bang. And I thought we just blew an engine, which I've been through that before. I've been through a lot of, you know, a lot (laughs) of things. But I wasn't alarmed or anything, yet I was just kind of, well, I was annoyed. Because I thought, now we have to go back, circle around, we're going to be really, really late. And we were on the last leg of a four-day trip, so we were really ready to go home. Yeah. But it and wasn't passengers... until that burning smell came through and and then the true silence that both engines were out that I became pretty alarmed.
2: Did were passengers aware, I mean they may have heard a thunk or something, but were they as aware of you of when it got really quiet that the engines were out?
5: Um, I think a few were, but mm. not until the only words that ever came out of the cockpit were brace for impact. We weren't told anything else.
2: So you didn't know. Not only did the passengers not know what was going on, you didn't either. No. All right. I had assumed.
5: I got up to check things out from that burning smell, and I assumed that we were just, they were too busy. We're over New York airspace. They're busy. Sure. So I thought, we're just going to go back and land, and they don't have time to tell us. Mm -hmm. I went back, strapped in my seat. Just as I pulled my seatbelt tight, that's when he said, brace for impact.
2: And it had gotten very quiet. Did you have a thought when things got quiet, when both engines were out?
5: I guess looking back on it, I wouldn't let my mind accept we lost both engines, because I got out of my seat and I'm walking and looking out, and we're just floating over Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Not a good, you know, not a good time.
2: <laughs> you were but talking, I what?
5: thought, well, we can make it to back to LaGuardia and land and get all this fixed. Until I heard Breaks for impact.
2: I, I guess knew the that story was no
5: longer the case.
2: My guest is Doreen. Well, she was aboard Flight 1549 when it had to, when it crashed into the Hudson River. At uh, and Sully, Sullen, Captain Sully Sullenberg was at the controls. Um, Doreen, can you remember your first? Well, first of all, I, I don't know that a lot of people know that a plane, if it does lose it, can actually, you know, cruise for a little while—that it doesn't just plummet to the earth as soon as the engines go out—that it actually has wings and there's lift under it, and it can sort of. I think Glide. float is too benign a word, don't you?
5: Yeah, I was gliding. It was. I think they were handling Glide. it like a glider plane.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think most passengers understand that can happen. Did you?
5: Um, I think I knew that we could go for a while. I thought we this... could make our way back to the airport like that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, until I heard those words, then I thought, we're in big trouble.
2: And and give—is there any way to represent verbally on, on the radio the feel of the impact when when the plane hit water?
5: Oh, it was beyond violent. It was because really? uh, they hit back first, and I was in the back. Yeah, the entire the bottom was totally ripped out. You didn't see that, but right. you saw the plane just floating on the water. The right. fact that it didn't break off is unbelievable. Every, the last six rows in the back was where all the damage was. And a big hole was ripped through the bottom all the way through, only two two feet behind my jump seat. And that's where all the water came in.
2: Could you see all the water, water immediately? Parts?
5: I didn't see the hole because it was covered with water, but the water rose in pretty rapidly.
2: I see. Okay, so you jumped out of your seat, started getting people toward the wings, etc.
5: Well, it, it took a while because when, when you go through something that violent, and I've heard this from car crashes and other... Things when everything goes in a real slow motion, kind mm. of a warped, you don't do anything for a while. Everything just kind of comes to a standstill, and you're not certain about what's going on. And during the impact, an angle iron came through the floor and went through my leg. Oh. And I didn't even feel it because the adrenaline was running so high.
2: Doreen, I do remember reading about you and that. But so you stood I up, didn't you, obviously? Feet, Pardon me? When did you realize that you had a leg problem, to put it mildly?
5: Not until I got out of that ice water. When I got out of my seat, I must have backed out from it and, and went to the back and started doing what I had to do, assessing the situation and realizing that we couldn't open the doors and back. It was too close. And I'm shouting up my commands for people to move forward and protecting those doors so people weren't coming back. And right. I was so busy, and that ice water came in, Before I knew it, it was up to my knees. Then before I knew it, it was waist. And then it was chest. And then it was neck. And I'm still just doing what I have to do. And because of the impact, those big, heavy carts came out and coffee pots flew and things were, you know, I'm fighting all of that stuff back there. So I had no idea. And I'm in that freezing water until I finally made it all the way to the front of the aircraft after everybody was out of the wings and everything. And I bent down to get a life vest. And I saw my leg all ripped open. I had no idea until
2: then. You can watch a a recreation of this and and interviews with with passengers and Doreen Welsh and one of her colleagues tonight, excuse me, Sunday, June 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern on the National Geographic Channel. Uh, Doreen, thank you so much for joining me. I'll watch this with interest, and uh, I'm glad you're with us.
5: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
2: Nice having you. Take care. Nice having you here. Take care. Bye-bye. I do remember. I do remember that one of the flight attendants had had this leg injury. I didn't know it was Doreen until she mentioned it. Rudy Max's World is on the air. You're with us. Happy to have you here this summer weekend. Stick around. We'll be back. We'll talk about that neon museum in Vegas.
0: to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025.
2: You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code GOGOGO for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at orbits.com slash rewards to get instant vacation gratification or look under sponsors at rudymaxa.com.
3: If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4.
4: I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled.
3: For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: Well, if you think of Las Vegas, you think of big neon signs, and it's been ever thus. But you know what? Some of those casinos and some of those neon signs... Well, they're long gone as uh, progress has moved forward and bigger casinos with bigger signs have moved in. But there's a place you can still see them, and that's the Neon Museum in Las Vegas, uh, where a lot of those signs are preserved in a sort of neon boneyard, for lack of a, a better phrase. I remember a couple of years ago we had uh, uh, we talked about the Neon Museum on, on the show. Danielle Kelly is the executive director, and apparently, Danielle, you've expanded the uh, the museum. Am I correct?
6: We have, yes.
2: Tell, tell me about it.
6: Well, uh, there is a, uh, an area that was previously a, a storage space uh, that we had long hoped to uh, renovate to make that space and those signs available to visitors, and we just uh, just recently were able to do so. We've renovated the space. Um, it is it's dedicated to events. Weddings, photo shoots, and educational programming, and it's filled with signs that most people have never seen in our collection.
2: Now, is it outdoors or indoors?
6: It is outdoors. It's, it's just like the Neon Boneyard, outdoors, only it looks more like a traditional boneyard. Um, it's not quite as um, designed as the Neon Museum boneyard exhibition space. Uh, it, it's pretty exciting to look at.
2: We've actually posted a lot of pictures of it on uh, on my Facebook fan page, which is Rudy Max at Travel Leisure, uh, so people can take a look at it. Now, what is in in your view, as executive director, this is a nonprofit organization that preserves these many of these original neon signs. What is the historical importance in this? Why are we doing this?
6: Well, you know, Las Vegas has such a unique history, and. Uh, it's a very, very v- visual one in many respects. Um, and it, but it's, we, the city is not very old. So, and, and it also, so much of, what is memorable or the things that people remember about the city really revolve around its iconic signage. And so, you know, as as buildings disappear, what people really remember uh, are the signs. And we really, you know, embrace the signs as uh, innovative architecture, innovative signage, innovative design, innovative art that really all happened here in Las Vegas, unlike anywhere else. And as, and as we consider the signs as a way for us to also celebrate Las Vegas, but talk about Las Vegas history.
2: Where where were those, where, where were our current day signs, where are they made?
6: The sign, most, uh, the, the, we really focus on Southern Nevada, Las Vegas signage, and they were made in Las Vegas. There are a lot of really wonderful sign companies here. Um, now uh, a lot of sign companies have, um, you know, manufacturing uh, warehouses or shops uh, outside of the city, but there are many sign companies that still have local shops as, as well. But most of what you see in our boneyard was, was made in Las Vegas.
2: Okay, that's interesting. So they weren't outsourced to New York or China or or Mexico or something? Uh, No. Do you happen to know if you have the Hacienda sign? It's the first hotel I stayed in ever as a young man in Vegas. It was at the end of the strip.
6: Well, we actually, but we had have. have is, if you recall, there was that really fantastic caballero, the horse yes. and the horse and rider. Yes. We have we have him. He is restored, um, and he is installed as public art on Las Vegas Boulevard, along with a number of other signs of ours. Um, he's he sits right at the intersection of Fremont Street and Las Vegas Boulevard. He's beautiful. He was our first restored sign, and uh, still one of our, our most uh, famous and, and loved.
2: Oh, that's great! That's great to hear. Well, I'll be sure to look for it next time I'm in Vegas. All right, um, the, the website, by the way, is neonmuseum.org. Neon. Excuse me, just museum dot org. It's a nonprofit, so yes. it's an org. neonmuseum.org. dot org. You can go there, and as, and as uh, Danielle's pointed out, it's expanded. You've got now got. Are they within walking distance? The two uh, boneyards?
6: Absolutely, they're very close to one another. So uh, it's all a part of the Neon Museum campus.
2: Okay. Okay, and. Uh, And I know if if someone wanted to get married there, they have to book way ahead generally?
6: We generally prefer a week or two in advance, um, but we have become a really uh, fantastic wedding destination, um, and you can have a very large, elaborate wedding that you know, really with a lot of people and, you know, a full day or half day experience. Or you can do a, a, a short wedding, a small wedding, something more intimate, um, and and maybe get a photo shoot at the same time. So there are a lot of different ways that you can experience the collection and, and get married in the collection. And, we, you know, you can find out more information on our website.
2: Do you arrange the the, the, the minister and all that stuff as wedding chapels do, or do we have to bring our own in?
6: We have our own minister, and I believe he does have an Elvis impersonator. So (laughs) you can get married in a vineyard by an Elvis impersonator at the Neo Museum.
2: (laughs) Danielle, you live in one strange town. That's all (laughs) I've got to say.
6: (laughs) I love it.
2: <laughs> thank you so much for dropping by. Danielle Kelly is executive director of the Neon Museum, whose motto is Reclaim, Restore, Remember Las Vegas. So it's good to know that the Hacienda sign is right there uh, downtown. Check it out. A lot of pictures on the Facebook fan page. Check out the website itself, neonmuseum.org. Danielle, thank you for uh, bringing us up to date. Thank
6: you so much. Have a great
2: weekend. You as well. Be right back.
0: Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025.
4: You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium-level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him, too introducing nexium 24-hour the protection of the number one prescribed acid blocking brand just without the prescription new nexium 24-hour nexium level protection now in the heartburn aisle
5: may take one to four days use as directed to treat frequent heartburn not for immediate relief
3: if you've got aches and pain and soreness it could be chronic inflammation listen to dave talk about relief factor four
4: i was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled.
3: For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Hey, welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? Well, uh what are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. Hmm, okay, okay. Uh, how much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. What about the plan for that one with the huge screen? Yeah, that one also is $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? <laughs> it's gotta be like what? a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan started at $40 a month. Okay, okay, I get that. But but what about Pick the phone you want, on the plan you want. Plan starting at only $40 a month for unlimited talk, text and data on the nationwide Sprint 4G LTE network. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G/4G high-speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Additional restrictions apply. See in-store materials at boostmobile.com for details
0: we all know the internet connects you to everyone but ever think how the internet also connects everyone to you it's a recipe for identity theft. Thieves can get to our personal info with just a few clicks. So isn't it crazy not to have identity theft protection? I know I've got all kinds of sensitive information floating around online. The good news is you can help protect yourself with a free trial from Identity Guard by visiting identityguard.com free.
1: This next song goes out to someone real special, web developers. You've developed a worldwide web of convenience, and Geico.com is eternally grateful. Now everyone can pay bills, manage policies, maybe save big money on car insurance, all from the comfort of their desk chairs, recliners, and waterbeds. You're magicians with wands made of binary code, and that's why we're sending this next song out to you. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. If you happen to be an active military uh, personnel or military family, we have good news for you. You can go to a whole lot of museums this summer for free, you and your family. Wendy Clark is the acting director of museums, indemnity, and visual arts for Blue Star Museums. Wendy, welcome to the show.
7: Thanks a lot, Rudy.
2: Well, let's start with just the basic. What what is, what is Blue Star, and what are Blue Star museums?
7: Well, the Blue Star Museum program began about five years ago when we recognized that the active duty military, their families, um, really needed some special activities and to show our appreciation for their sacrifice. Our senior deputy chairman, Joan Chigagawa, and the head of Blue Star Families, Kathy Ross Duque, were brainstorming and they, they came up with this program. So we asked museums if they would be willing to offer free admission for the summer to active duty military personnel and their family. The museum community responded incredibly with, um, now we have 2,000 museums across the country that are participating. And we've served about 1.7 million of the active duty and their families.
2: That's really impressive. I'm an Army brat, uh, Wendy. and What is the Blue Star Organization about? I've never heard of it.
7: Oh, well, it's a relatively young organization, Blue Star Families, but it's designed to basically help with quality of life issues and to help those families of the active duty military that are deployed. There's, We estimate about at least a million children are in this situation with one or more of their parents deployed. Mm -hmm. So I'm with the National Endowment for the Arts, and we partnered with Blue Star Families to run this. The NEA, of course, is a a federal agency, and we've got this partnership working with the Department of Defense and Blue Star Families. In fact, just today... We, we received uh, some recognition from General Martin Dempsey, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and this literally came in today. I'm so excited to share it with, with you, if I may. It's just a, a statement that embodies exactly what we're doing. He says that military families will spend the summer learning and exploring the diverse cultures of the country, your participation in Blue Star Museums provides our families with more than just admission. You are helping them create memories that last a lifetime.
2: Well, that's what we talk what we, about on travel yeah. on this show. But let me ask you, why just the summer is this going on? Why not in the fall and the winter?
7: Well, we started with the summer for a couple of reasons. First of all, um, this was a big ask for cultural institutions. True. So that's true. And kids we are free. We they're out of
2: school, right?
7: Yeah. Yep, and we weren't sure how it would go, but um, the other issue with uh, a lot of military is they have um, what they call a permanent change of station that apparently often hap- happens in the summer where they're relocating from True. a new installation or base, and so they arrive in a new community and they don't, you know, they don't have a sense of what's there or what's True. available.
2: Well, I notice that I know it's for active duty families only, but I notice National Guard uh, uh, folks are also invited.
7: That's right. That's
2: right. uh, National Guard and Reserve. Now, this goes through Labor Day, September 1st of this year, free admission to these 2,000 museums. How does one find out if there's a museum uh, near you that you can visit?
7: We have a a great map on our website that is uh, essentially a drop down menu. You just click on a state. And a city comes up, and I'll share the URL. It's a little th- inelegant to read it on it the is, phone. It, but is, me- it
2: is inelegant. I have it in front of me, Wendy. We're going to post it on our Facebook, on my Facebook fan page because nobody's going to be able to write right. it down from, from the air. Right, because so my Facebook fan the- page is Rudy Max at Travel leisure. For those of you who can go into Facebook and look it up, uh, Janet will post that there. Um, in right. Washington, uh, are, there, are there big name museums? We only have a few seconds left, but are we talking major places?
7: Oh, absolutely, and all over the country. In New York alone, there are 25 institutions, including the Met. Um, Perfect. Yeah, in El Paso, say there are five, Boise, five, 12 in Austin, Uh, three on Bainbridge Island alone. We have every state in the country, plus um, some of the territories, 74 children's museums, 75 science, about 400 art museums, and about a 1,000 historic places like Monticello in Charlottesville.
2: Wendy, you've Uh, convinced me, and we're running. We've got to say goodbye. But if you're a Blue Star family, check it out. Wendy, thank you for joining me.
7: Thank you very much, Rudy. Take care.
2: Take care. We'll be right back.
0: To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's
2: World. Say, if you're thinking of going to Washington, D.C. this summer, Marriott's got a deal on for stays of three nights or longer between now and September 2nd, as long as you include a Friday or Saturday night. They'll knock 30% off the price. You got to book a minimum of 14 days in advance. Use the promotional offer, offer code M12 to get these rates. Not Bad. That's Marriott in Washington, D.C. If you happen to be thinking about a vacation that involves being outdoors and you are perhaps like I am, which is not a real outdoors kind of guy, you need to know, or at least listen to for a few minutes here, Greg Iola. Greg, did I pronounce it right? Oh, you don't have him. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have Greg. Sorry. I know you keep shouting my headset. I can't hear I'm trying to talk while you're talking to me. (laughs) Well, you don't have Greg. Well, I'll do a few more deals of the week. I prepared a whole bunch this week because there are a lot of them. If, uh, there's a new Metropolitan Hotel in Miami Beach, Metropolitan by Como. This is a – oh, there's the deal sign. Okay, that officially means we're doing deals of the week. This is a 74-room and suite hotel. It's right on Collins Avenue. It occupies what was formerly the Traymore Hotel. And uh, they got three deals. One is an advanced purchase deal. If you book a minimum of seven days before arrival, they'll knock 15% off the cost of the daily rate. You'll save thirty-seven dollars a night. If you've got a couple or two friends you want to go with and want separate rooms, if you book two rooms at a time, you'll both enjoy uh, special rates of two twenty-four a night. No, you're gonna you're gonna get another reduced rate that'll save you forty-seven dollars a night. I'm sorry, room rates begin at two twenty-four a night, so you'll save forty-seven per dollar per night. And if you uh, stay three nights, they'll give you three nights for the price of two in room category any time this summer. Rooms again, this rate start at. Uh, 250 and the rates are exclusive of breakfast taxes and fees so that's at the metropolitan by como in miami beach okay we do have greg Iello. Uh, aiello uh nice to have you here greg nice nice to uh nice to have you on the show for the first time greg is uh, an outdoorsman and he's the host of the show called motion on live uh the live well excuse me the live well network uh which uh, airs nice. thursdays that's at it. 8 p.m i'm sorry greg
1: Oh, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm with a be here just just coming in from Alaska, uh, and actually woke up about uh, 45 seconds ago
2: from that trip. Oh, okay. So you've been you've been a little outdoors yourself now. What what uh, I, you didn't hear my introduction to you, um, which is not. that I am not an outdoors guy, Greg. <laughs> what do I need to Sorry know? What are that. some of the basic things I need to know if I have, if I'm going along with a friend on an outdoor vacation? Help me out here.
1: Well, I think it would depend on the, the, the how outdoors you're going to get. Are you going to Are you going to sleep under the stars? Or are you going to go backpacking? Or are you car camping? I would start with knowing what you're going to do, and then uh, you know you got to plan accordingly.
2: Okay, but you apparently have ten essential uh, uh, pieces of advice for those of us who are, are tenderfoots. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: there's certain pieces of gear if you are going to go, you know, say you're going to go backpacking. That's when your ten, that's when your ten essentials come in, and there are things like map and compass and and uh, and water, and a pocket knife, and you know, they, I'm talking about the the very very basics to to stay alive and to, and keep yourself oriented as to
2: where you are in the world. Well, I do need these things. I do need these things. And I gather there's some places outdoors where, I don't know, is this even possible, Greg, where you can't get cell phone coverage?
1: Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm there's, there's tons of places you can't get it. And, and I mean, I, there's places, I mean, there's and there's rentals of satellite phones too. There's devices like spot devices and uh, their personal locators. So that that's a big, big, uh, you know, source of of comfort for yourself and for your loved ones when you're out there because you can pre-set up messages and you can, you know, say, hey, I'm at camp, or hey, All I've right. just broken my femur in half and I need help.
2: <laughs> right. I hope that's never a message anyone has to send. Okay, so we got compass, we got water, we got uh, a yeah, locale identifier. Compass,
1: you, need, you, you bet. You need, yeah, you need sunscreen. You need shade. Oh yeah oh absolutely the the u v rays in the in the high country um are, or on water just so much more intense than they are in the lower land, so yeah you definitely gotta cover your skin and and sunglasses being the other one you gotta i, I mean I, for take it from someone who has been snow blind I don't know if you've ever heard of that before but when the when the u v rays especially off a of reflective surface say like sand or the snow gets into your eyes for any period of time and burns you know actually will, Sunburn your eyes to the point where it feels like there's sand in your eyes, and you're literally blind for you know a day or two. It can, it can last longer. Oh,
2: I didn't know that was possible. This is for city boy. This is breaking news, Greg.
1: Well, yeah, and I don't want to scare you off from getting out there. Now, and these things you know? are if you, if you just you take these basics into consideration. There's a lot of forums for people that can help you get out there. There's resources, uh, say at your local sporting goods stores. Um, and, and really just acquiring some knowledge. It's like, you know, knowledge is
2: power. You get out there. All right, you, I got, we got 15 seconds left. Tell me what sure. you do on your show called Motion on the Live Well Network. What do you do every show?
1: Well, I host the show, and we go out there. We take two viewers typically for two national parks to outdoor destinations, and we kind of show them how to get off the beaten path, how to just really learn relearn to play and get out there and enjoy being outside because that's the thing that keep us young, and that's, that's where we belong.
2: Okay, airs live on the Live Well Network, at, uh, um, Motion, which is hosted by Greg, it airs Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and uh, the website is livewellnetwork.com slash motion. Hey, Greg, thank you for stopping by. Nice to have you on the first time. Ah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, snow blind. I didn't know you could go blind from snow and sun tell you, it's dangerous out there. That's why I live in the city. I want to extend thanks to all our stations and listeners who uh, make this show possible. Jeff Ryder is the engineer who brings my voice, ringing through the air to you. And Janet DeAsovito McDonald is my executive producer. I'm Rudy Maxa. Check me out at RudyMaxa.com or my television show at Maxa.tv. See you next weekend.
0: You've been listening to Rudy Maxa's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.